Hey guys, welcome to The Money and Investing Show with me, Andrew Baxter, and we are talking today coronavirus. And no, it's not gonna be another broadcast that's gonna get you down doom and gloom. We're gonna look at the positives out of this, we're gonna look at the opportunities out of this, and perhaps lay out a game plan that can help you and your family make sure that if things do get worse, that you're in a position that you can supplement your cash flow and have a game plan for getting things back on track. Sometimes the most interesting gifts that we get come in the strangest wrapping paper, and this wrapping paper of coronavirus has created amazing opportunities for profit, as you're gonna hear in the show. See you on the other side. Hey there guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host Andrew Baxter, and of course my offsider as always, Mr. Mitch Laurential. That is me, and I'm just gonna pull out this nice big bottle of Corona here because the taste topic of the podcast is the almighty coronavirus. Mm. Interesting topic, there's been plenty going on, financial markets, the economy, health-wise, we're gonna get into all of it. Mm. Got plenty to cover in that case, and I guess the biggest thing that most people won't be expecting, and that is this will be the single biggest opportunity that we're gonna see in the next five years for making money. There we go, that's, or it, that's, already is. that sounds exciting. Mm. Already is. And then it, the media makes it sound really doom and gloom, mm. not naming and shaming anyone in particular. Mm. They've done a great job of making it seem way worse than what it is. Absolutely, the, the amount of hyperbole, superlatives, if you're a journalist, you've been going through your thesaurus, looking up more and more <laughs> words that you can use to describe this horrific thing that's coming, and we've created a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is run mad to people buying loo roll from the supermarkets en masse, you know, it's just crazy. Toilet paper comes from South Australia, doesn't come from China. I heard that statistic, mm. or not that statistic, I heard that information, mm. it just baffled me that people have rushed in and just bought stuff like this. And that kind of panic mindset is really interesting and, uh, and creates huge opportunities, and that's really what we want to address in this, because nobody wants to tune into a podcast that's going to be talking about how negative and bad this is going to be. Everything we're going to talk about here is opportunity, Mitch, because over my years, nearly 30 years, now of being in markets and this is not the first crash I've seen and it is a crash and correction there's no mistaking that um, we've seen the GFC in 2007-2008 we had the dot-com boom and bust uh, in 99-2000 we had the Russian debt crisis uh, in 1998 uh, we had the uh, pound dropping out of the exchange rate mechanism in 94 they're all the same it's just a different catalyst and the opportunities and that's the advantage of having people that have been around for a while coaching you the opportunities in that kit bag are still the same opportunities if you know which buttons to press. Absolutely, and I think you just naming a few of those events that's happened in the past, mm. if we take it back to say three or four weeks ago, our markets were at record highs. So clearly things do recover. There's always sun rising on the horizon. Absolutely, you know, markets go up the stairs and down the elevator shaft, and my, we've gone down the elevator shaft, and on the way down, my goodness me, we've made some profit from that. And for anybody that's listening to this show today going, this is a bad thing, market's crashing. They're looking through the wrong lenses because there are great opportunities there. As I say, some of the, the, the best gifts you get in life come in very unusual wrapping paper. And this is one such example, which is in the Corona wrapping paper. And it's an incredible gift because there's great money being made right now. And we'll talk about some of those things as we get into the show. Absolutely. And before we get into some maybe how to capitalize on this, mm. let's not be doom and gloom, but let's do a run through on what's actually happened. Mm. So in your opinion, What's happened to the economy and to markets and why? I think there's, this, this one is probably slightly different because it's the first time that we've had major 
social media. Uh, and I know that sounds like a crazy thing because we assume things like Facebook and, and, and the access that we have to news um, has always been there and it really hasn't. You go back to the GFC, um, you know, which is you know, 13 years ago, really Facebook was more embryonic and was a relatively new thing that people were still reading news in, in different mediums. And so you've got this incredible ability for um, those kind of outlets and the media in general to propagate huge fear amongst people. And, and if you look at the statistics, assuming of course the statistics are accurate, I saw a great one the other day, 99% of statistics are made up. So there you go. <laughs> um, but if you look at the statistics, the number of people that die each day from tuberculosis is several thousand people, two, 3,000 people. A lot of people would have seen that on, on social media. And with coronavirus, it's 58. More people die of yellow fever every day than coronavirus. Yet if you ask someone what yellow fever was, they wouldn't be able to communicate that with you. So we've got a situation where suddenly there's this huge unknown. And don't get me wrong, this could be a bad thing. It could mutate into other forms of more virulent uh, derivatives. But let's not talk ourselves into that right now. It's like having a really bad flu. If you're in a vulnerable category, um, you know, I've got small children at home, uh, or if you've got elderly relatives or someone that's recovering uh, from respiratory problems, of course they're at risk, and, and more so, but just the same as they would be with the flu. Yet we don't have this panic every time we see a flu outbreak. So why do we think that people are focusing so much on corona when there's so many other medical conditions that maybe are more harmful? Because it's here and now, and people's mindset right now, and this is gonna sound a dreadful thing to say, um, but the majority of people have a goldfish mindset, which is what's happening right here and now, let's not think about anything else, what's just going on right here and now, and if it's in front of you day in and day out, yeah, ask yourself this. I mean, I haven't been, I, I didn't get a cold the entire of last year. I'm too busy to have a cold. I've no interest in having a cold. I didn't get one and you're the same. I know you run a tight ship. But if you say, look, I think I'm getting a cold. Guess what? You get it. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? And I'm not saying that just by sitting here and meditating and going, kumbaya, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna change anything. But at the same time, I think we're making this far more than what it is. And the knock-on effects that we've now seen in our economy because of this clampdown that people are having uh, where they're going to panic mode has been uh, probably exacerbated, I think, to an extent by central bank policy and I think government policy to an extent too. You, know, you had the Federal Reserve in the US cutting interest rates by 50 basis points. It's unprecedented. They're normally very steady in what they do. And unfortunately, a lot of people looked at that and thought, oh, that's good that they're doing what they can. But putting on my trader's hat for a moment, if I was on the floor right now seeing that, you'd see the whites of their eyes in panic that they felt that they needed to cut rates in such a drastic way. And that's why the market responded with a 1,200-point sell-off that day, because they could smell the fear that's in that marketplace. And traders do trade on instinct. I'm not talking about um, mum and dad investors. I'm talking about traders trade on that instinct of smelling what's going on. Um, and, and, and so you know that's then started to push things on. And as we do see lockdown happening, of course, there are going to be businesses that are affected by that. And we'll talk about those opportunities. But I do think it's overdone, but there's an opportunity in that. And this is that it's creating, if people are sent home from work, there's going to be a shortfall in income for most people. So it's even more important right now to have a second form of cash flow. Number two, you're going to have time to do it. If you're sent home from work, you're going to have the ability to learn this stuff and be able to do it. And it's not that time consuming and it's certainly not that hard. And number three, contrary to what most people are thinking right now, where they see a, a 2,000 point drop in the Dow, and I'll tell you what, you won't see one of those uh, for a long, long time. That's probably, you know, you can count on one finger the number of times you're going to see that or I've seen that in my career. The reality is that those moves in markets are creating incredible opportunities, not when the dust settles, but as they move. So one of the things that we teach, one of the things that we've encouraged our clients to do, uh, you know, and throughout this crisis, you know, the message we've given out is very simple. Get in cash 
and stay in cash until we tell you it's safe to come out of the trenches. Or if you've got the competency to trade the short side of the market, so for those people that don't know what the short side is, that is where you profit from a falling market. If you've got the competency and skills of that, get in and be doing that. And that's exactly what we're doing. You've had short trades on Sydney Airport, I'm short in uh, Short the Spy, I'm short in BEAR and various other things too, um, so that you can actually profit from this market as it's moving down. So what kind of strategies can investors who maybe are competent in that level expect to be using? Short selling one of them. What about in the option space? Mm, look, the option space provides great opportunity for that. I was just chatting with one of our clients, Nick, over in New Zealand, a lovely guy. Um, that I, was, I was supposed to be spending today with him as a matter of fact, but we haven't been able to go to New Zealand because of the travel ban. Uh, and he's trading the short side using bear call spreads. Nice weekly short-term trades, and he's been banking great profit from that. So there are plenty of things you can be doing. So option spreads to the bearish side, bear call spreads. Uh, and if, again, if you're not familiar with markets, that makes him a foreign term, and this is all the more reason to really be educated on this kind of thing. Um, or if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to do it on a debit basis, a, a bear put spread. But more simple than that, there are exchange traded funds, which we've covered in this podcast in the past, um, that profit from falling markets. Absolutely. So two in Australia, BBOZ and uh, BEAR Bear are two in the Australian market. You've got SH on the S&P in America. So they're places you can just buy. You don't need a high level of skill to do that. And the more the market drops, the more they go up. So I'm looking at say SH or Bear, which I'm holding right now, and I'm up 30%. Wow. Now, the market's falling and most people are panicking going, oh, this is the end of the world. Money's never lost. It's just that transfer of ownership of that money and savvy traders and people that are educated are up. So I'm up 30% on those positions. That's not a bad thing. And this is what happens when you've opened that door of learning. Now, most people haven't had that skill set made available to them. There are things that you can be doing right now. It's not a time for panic. It's a time for where's the opportunity in all of this. Absolutely. And I think that really comes down to the notion of what you and I have discussed previously is actually using this time because mm. we're probably not going to see it for a very, very long time. And there's so many opportunities out there being able to trade this and, and make a killing. Let's go down now into... Oh, hang on. on you, you've taken your first ever short trip. That is correct. And it was on Sydney airports, right? It was. Because no one's flying? No. So passenger numbers are down, so revenue's down, and the airport would be suffering as a consequence of that. And percentage-wise, ballpark? 25%. Over how long? Three days. All right, and this is your first time you've ever been through a correction. This market, pretty much since you've been born, has been trending bottom left to top right, and this is the first time. And this is the importance of, you don't get paid for what you know, you get paid for what you do, and you have the courage to follow it through. Where most people are panicking, get out of the stock market, going, well, hang on, what can I do that's right in here to make money? And I'm really proud that you've done that. It's the first time you've done it in your career. Not, not taking a trade, but taking a short type of trade. Sure. And it probably won't be the last time either. And uh, maybe in this cycle, it might see a bit more of it. So well done for you for following through on what you know. No, thank you. And, and it's a good lesson for those clients who are out there who may be in the same situation. It's very relatable. I'm young in this game. I'm lucky that I get to work alongside you and I've got that knowledge base behind me. For those clients who are in the same position that maybe have some long positions or some mm. cash sitting there, who maybe have an appetite to make some money, it's really not that hard when you know what you're doing to be able to take a short position, make some money, reverse it, and, and, and collect your profit. Absolutely. It sounds simple, 
because it is. It is. But you've got to be open. Uh, and one of the things I've always maintained, I don't know, for the last 20 years while I've been on the speaking circuit, we always talk about money only flows to people that are open and people that are teachable. Uh, and I doubt we're going to have people listening that are in this camp on this podcast because they would have clicked away by now and moved on to the next thing. But ordinarily, when you're talking to a group of people and you start to talk about being more flexible in the market, you can tell the people that have got their arms folded, their hands are almost blue, their arms are folded so aggressively. They're so, you know, they don't want to listen, they're closed to this and they're the people that have really copped the hiding through this you have to be open because there's always something new to learn all right let's get to some good news Mm. now for those people who are open who are looking to make money and who are looking to use this time effectively what do you suggest if you're at home let's say that you can't go to work or you've got maybe even more some spare time to do some more trading what do you suggest? I think um, getting upskilled is very, very important um, it, it, because this is not somewhere to to cut your chops on. You want to have, uh, and uh, granted, if you're new, you're going to be new to this, but having someone that can let you leverage off their experience and guide you through is very, very important. Um, I would get learning pretty quickly. Um, the shape of this market um, is going to change, I think, over the next period of time. There are going to be some great long-term trades to make, not in terms of recovery in stock, but further problems for stocks. So you can continue to profit from the struggle that they're going through. Like Like, earnings and stuff like that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, let's just think logically for a moment and and, and we we don't hold anything back in these broadcasts. Let's just call it as it is. If you think about the hotel business or if you think about cruise liners or if you think about airlines, people can't fly, people are not staying in hotels and they're not going to want to go on a cruise unless they're planning on sticking on the boat for the next God knows how long <laughs> they detox, right? So having investments exposed to all of those assets where you're going to profit from further falls in those assets would make a lot of sense. Now that's not profiteering from somebody else's misery, it's going to happen anyway because these companies are going to have a huge earnings crunch. If no one's using their service um, they're going to have a huge earnings crunch which will perpetuate the fall in their share price. That's something you can profit from. On the other side of the equation what do we do when the market does start to recover? And as we speak today, BHP is up 6%. I've got a position in BHP, by the way. You'd be pleased to know that. Um, the um, BHP has jumped 6%. There's no rhyme or reason to that. And I think that's a short-term bounce or close out of it probably when we're done from here. But the reality is I don't think we're going to see this short-term bounce, but there are going to be certain types of stocks that do very, very well on the recovery out of this. If you think about things that are in the nursing or medical space, sure. Ansel, rubber gloves, face masks and condoms. Now, depending on how long you're in lockup for, you might need all three of those things, right? Um, But that's a business that's well positioned for it. Um, If you take um, companies in further afield, the big pharmaceutical companies or Bayer in in Germany that that manufacture protective clothing, these companies are gonna do well through this. What about supermarkets, just out of interest? Well, Coles and Woolies have had a great run. Um, You know, I went to to Coles on Saturday, I took my son in there, I said, come and have a look at this. Nothing there? It was an extraordinary experience. I'm in the supermarket for probably about, I don't know, six months or something. and walking in there and seeing no kitchen towels, no hand wash and no toilet rolls, uh, it, it's really, it sort of brings it home that it's happening. And then you look at Cole's share price, you know, put on a great run last week uh, because its sales are going through the roof and people are hoarding ready uh, to bunker down for this uh, enforced quarantine we're looking forward to. Um, and, um, and, and they're doing very well out of it. So again, there's opportunity in all of this. And yet if you go and read the headlines, you're probably you know, pretty depressed about what's going on you've got to look past that and and we try and be as objective as we can and not see the story but hear what it's saying and and dive into it and really see where the value is in there absolutely and i know there's just there's so much turmoil going on there's so much clutter and distraction 
being able, to, being able to see through those will ultimately set you up. Mm. Now, the way I wanna conclude this broadcast, let's assume that we've got someone out there who is open-minded, who is looking maybe to get started or who is looking to maybe make some more money in this falling market. Mm. What are your final parting words to those people? Mm. Look, definitely get educated, no question about it. Be plug into what we do, it's time tested, it's shown to work. Um, you're going to have time on your hands. You're going to have a need. And I, and I think for an awful lot of people that I've met over the last three or four years in Australia, as the lucky country, we've had this she'll be right mindset. We've had a very strong property market. Uh, we've got a strong employment market. Uh, we've had a very, very strong stock market. So no one's ever had to look outside of the normal channel of working and they're buying their house and seeing their asset value go up. We're moving into more tricky times uh, where those models are unlikely to work. And the key thing when that happens is that panic does set in. Um, be rational in what you're doing, hook in with someone that's an expert and has been here before, and be open to it because the she'll be right is not gonna get you through this. You're gonna to have to be open and, and, and taking some fairly dramatic action to maybe change your beliefs. You know, a lot of people look at the stock market right now and I had a, you know, we always get a fair share of um, uh, hate mail that comes through uh, on Facebook from time to time where people have the stock market right now. Well, it's actually brilliant, it's about 30%. How are you doing, champ? You know, and, and, and but people don't know that because they're not in that space. They want to kind of poke it. And think, well, I'm in property, I'm so glad I am. Rest assured, what's going to go on in the property market is it, there's, there's going to be a lag from what we're seeing here. You're going to see from record clearance rates in the big cities to no clearance rates because people, A, can't go to an auction and B, um, your desire to get finance when your business is struggling or you've been laid off from work or the bank's appetite to lend against it are going to come in pretty tight. So You think we'll see a correction in property? I don't know we'll see a correction, but I do think you're going to see that shockwave. You know, we've had that recovery uh, that we've seen over the last 18 months or so from the lows and we've got to new highs again. And I do think we're going to see a lot of that hot air go out. And the longer the economy slows down and is in lockdown, that will reflect in on the property market too. Challenge is with shares, you can close out of a position and click of a button, you can't flog your property that quickly. No. So there's a time to be very, very minded of that as well. So I would encourage anybody to really embrace what we're talking about here. It's not in theory, it's not potentially, it's real stuff that's going on right now. Um, but you've got to be open and take the blinkers off and go, the stock market isn't a bad place. It's, it is a very bad place if you've got no idea what you're doing, especially right now. Um, get upskilled. Plenty of opportunity for that. Probably the best thing that people can do is reach out and contact us either through um, australianinvestmenteducation.com.au. Great opportunity to register and, and, and get some of our material and assets that we've got there. Hit us up either through Instagram or on the feed that you're watching this and, and we'd love the opportunity to have a chat with you and, and, and really talk about how we can guide you through this because if you want to cross a minefield, best walk in the footsteps of someone that's done it a couple of times before then try and work it out on your own. Absolutely. And you, you, know, you and I are both of the view that our job is to steward our clients' money through these markets. And we can do it. Mm. People just need to reach out and let us help them. Absolutely. And, and, and there's no ego in that at all. This is not a time for chest beating and ego. This is just about going through the survival and then the thriving stage. Uh, so let's park ego to the side. We're no better than you and you're no better than us. We just have inch wide, mile deep experience in what to do in these conditions. And we can and are stewarding our clients through that. And we'd love the opportunity to help you. You know, there's no pitch on this. You know, it's not my job to convince you that you should be doing this. If you haven't worked that for yourself already, you're probably not open, in which case don't clog our system up. But if you're someone that's open and needs help, come on in, we'd love to help you. Absolutely. AB, it's been a pleasure to get your take. I love how we haven't made this doom and gloom of actually taking a positive out look on this. Mm. So much information in there and will help a lot of people. So thank you very much. My pleasure, Mitch. Good chat as always. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our show today. Make sure you give a review and rating so we can spread the word and we'll look forward to touching base soon.